This is Life Made Better, a podcast from two coaches with a zest for not only their lives, but yours. In this series, Fleur and Lucia seek out tips, tools, and exercises to inspire you to achieve your dreams and goals. Join us and let's make life better. Welcome back to Life Made Better, the podcast where we interview interesting people that not only inspire us, but so that we can find out how they made their life better and how we can learn from their story and their challenges. Today, we are super excited to be interviewing a friend of mine, Katie Screen from Katie Wellness. Katie promotes a balanced approach to nutrition, fitness, and well-being, helping you achieve optimal health and restore ultimate balance in your life through bespoke nutrition, fitness, and lifestyle changes. I've actually known Katie nearly 16 years as we met in our NCT classes when we were pregnant with our first children. And funny enough, when I moved back from Dubai, I went to an outdoor fitness class and she was the teacher. Our friendship blossomed and we had many interesting chats on our weekly runs. I can therefore say firsthand that Katie lives and breathes and is dedicated to her fitness and mental well-being and has needed this approach through her own life's challenges. Hi, Katie. Hi, Fleur. How are you? I'm uh, I'm good. I've been out in nature, been out with the dog, so all is good. I'm ready to Great. share you with our little community. Thank you so much for having me. So can you tell our audience a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, of course. So my name is Katie, as Fleur just mentioned, and I am a mother of twin boys, a single mother of twin boys who are now 15. So, um, yeah, I'm in my mid 40s and life has definitely been a, a roller coaster for me over the last, I would say, 10 to 15 years. But I would now in my mid 40s with hormones sort of flying around all over the place, I'm completely dedicated much more to just trying to strike that balance, trying to find my little inner peace and also help my clients along the way. So I started off with my fitness business and that was just a snowballed and something I was hugely passionate about. And then more recently, I've qualified as a nutritional therapist and I am now helping people from the inside as well as on the outside. Mm, that's beautiful. Thank you, Katie. I I know that before we were recording, when we were connecting, we were chatting about how you've always been a sort of um, well-being, health, fitness junkie. And it was funny that, you know, 20 years ago, you knew that that was your thing, but it was frowned upon. And fast forward 20 years later, is kind of like the other way around. It's like, oh, if you kind of don't show an interest in any of this, now your frowned upon. So I guess a question for me would be, you know, what is the process of you kind of sticking with it? What made you stick with that approach for about 20 years and say, actually, no, this is a good thing. I'm going to stick by it and then made it your way of living right now. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting question. And just to sort of recap what you're saying there, I think as I, as we were talking before, in my early 20s, I've always, I've always had this feeling. I've always had this instant sort of passion for moving my body, for getting outside, for getting the endorphins going, from having that headspace. And I've always enjoyed eating healthily. And back in, back, yeah, I guess probably 20, 25 years ago, 
a lot of my friends would just sort of look at me and think I was completely bonkers. And for me, with with the sort of hindsight I've got now, and with that you know reflecting head on, I could see that it wasn't just because I wanted to look good. It actually was some form of therapy for me. And I think I sort of, so I had some real battles inside back at, you know, as we do when we're younger, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to understand life. We're trying to understand our bodies. We're trying to grow as a person. We don't always know where we're going to end. And for me, it was really, I can now see that it was a form of therapy. It was a form of me sort of releasing myself. I wasn't a book reader. I wasn't somebody who was into sort of films or, or I was, I was passionate about something. And Fast forward 20 years, 25 years, and having been through some real ups and downs, it's not the control, it's just that passion, that sort of, that inner sort of feeling I had about fitness and really looking after my body, both from an inside and out point of view, has has enabled me to be strong. It's enabled me to sort of get through it. And now I can sort of put my hand on my heart and say, it is, it is my, it's my go-to. It's it's enabled me to find that balance. And that's where I really try and go with my clients. You know, anyone I'm working with, I really try and work out what it is they can do that's going to help them and something they're going to maintain, something they're going to love and something that's going to do them, you know, the power of good. So yeah, um, if you don't have a fitness plan now, it's almost frowned upon, as you were saying. So yeah. I'd like to pick up on a couple of little nuggets you said there. You know, I have that same feeling as you that once we go outside and, you know, we get that body moving and that life just seems so much better. So that I think just for people that don't have any kind of routine outside of or any routine of moving their body, I think that's so important to share. But also kind of that logically you didn't really know why you were needing it but you still followed what I call your inner knowing that you knew that actually you needed that exercise. And the logic might've told you, Oh, it's because you want to look good, but that inner knowing knew you needed it for something much more deeper. It was much more restorative. And maybe like you said, that passion. And for me, that inner knowing is that like link with your, your essence, your soul of knowing that something that was really important to you. And I don't think people realise that there is a difference between our knowing and our logic. And I think to flag that up for people, there will be things in their lives as well that they think logically it doesn't seem to make sense, but there's this kind of inner knowing that it's important to them. What would you say to that? Yeah, and I think this is this is absolutely the, you know, the money shot. And it's very difficult sometimes when you're navigating your way through various challenges, be having a new baby, a new relationship, a house move, new job, or whatever it might be, is trusting that inner, inner feeling, isn't it? And it, it takes quite a lot of um, self-confidence and self-awareness to be able to, to have that. And so whatever is in life that you that's that that's your passion that's your go-to that gives you that sort of feeling of uh, trust it go with it you know we're all about trying to find we think we think we're sort of you know it's 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 a thing sometimes it's not a thing it is just a feeling and if you have that and for me my wellness my um my fitness my you know eating the right foods at the right time my sleep without that 
I'm not the best version of myself. And I now know that. And I sort of celebrate that. And I sort of, I think it's a relief. So, so my advice to anyone is, you know, if you have that little feeling, ride it, go with it, you know, explore it and don't ever be held back by anyone or put down by anyone. Go with what that inner feeling is because it will. It's your guardian angel at the end of the day, isn't it? Mm. And I'm loving hearing because I think for me, what I'm, what I'm getting through that conversation that you just um, shared with us now is curiosity. And, you know, curiosity, that first for, for learning or exploring in a way is one of the five key pillars for happiness. So the more you explore, the more you just let that little tiny spark be lit, then the more you discover and then the more you enrich your life with whatever it is. And I love that instead of sort of trying to dim that light back in the day, you fed it. You were like, you know what? I'm as Flair was saying, that in a knowing of, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow this. I'm gonna get through this. I'm gonna stick with this because I'm feeling this is doing something right for me. What I'm also loving hearing about, and am I getting curious, is that you you've had your, you know, fair bit of up and downs and, and challenges. So would you say that kind of your wellness approach have help you navigate those or is there maybe one challenge in particular that you could share with us and, and tell us a little bit what you did to to help you navigate that? Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, I, again, the more I've explored the topic, the more I've understood myself and the, and the sort of the, the setbacks or the, the curveballs I've been thrown, I've always, I always come back to, you know, if I'm, if I'm, exercising if I'm sleeping well if I'm eating well I'm always a better version of myself and about 10 years ago I had a burnout and I didn't see it coming and I was flat out I was going through a divorce I was raising two young twin boys I was trying to you know set my business up I was trying to be a great friend a great daughter I was trying to move house I you know I had I had so many things going on and then all of a sudden I had a burnout and it hit me, it literally hit me in the face. And I ended up getting something called Bell's palsy, which is paralysis of one side of my face. And that took me by such, such surprise and such shock that actually physically, and my face is important to me. You know, if people see me, they, you know, I have to, I have to talk to people. And suddenly I just suddenly went, that's it. And I went back to basics. And I think at that point, it was that realization that I realized I had to reset myself. What are my core values? What is it? And I realized keeping fit, keeping my, my, uh, my nutrition absolutely spot on. And by the way, I'm not somebody who's completely and utterly, I don't indulge. I think, uh, uh, you know, there's a time and place for everything. But also, and, that, and sleeping and nurturing myself and being with the, surrounding myself with the right people, because of course, that's another thing that's huge. Um, that was the turning point for me. And from ever since that moment, I have really just layered and built myself up and up. And I now, and I feel I can really can help other people. And that's probably one of my key strengths is that because I've been through some setbacks and challenges, and you know, I'm now you know, my, my kids are older and I've, I've met lots of different people along the way and done different jobs. I now really feel I can relate to people on their journey 
through motherhood, through, you know, all sorts of different things. But I now know what it is that helps me stay strong. And again, it might not be fitness for somebody else because let's face it, not everyone wants to charge around. It might be that you want to, I know, just find your little groove, find your juicy little nugget of something that, and that was for me. And as I said, and I, I will never, I will never be guided by other people anymore. I'll be guided by my true self. And that's, that's been a revelation. It's, you know, game changing for me. Mm, I'm so pleased that you said that because as you were saying that, that was what I was thinking of from me knowing you for a long time, how Mm. much you've changed from worrying about what everybody else thinks. You know, you're, you're an empath, you pick up on everybody's emotions and, you know, and, when you're going through difficult times, you find out that there's some people that aren't the kindest and are going to support you. And you you do realise that, you know, some people are not who they say they are. And if you're always looking outside for that validation, you're never happy because we've got no control about how other people behave, have we? We've only got control Absolutely. of ourselves and our response. So the fact that you've what I'm hearing, you've you've let that go and going, what's important to Katie and what will make Katie happy, that inner happiness and not looking outside for it, like you said, is a game changer. And I think that's really important for our audience to hear because I think without even knowing it, we're going through life because our brain's got that comparative part of it, comparing, you know, to our neighbours or to our friends, or they look like they've got a better relationship, they look like they've got a better house, they look like they've got, I don't know, better clothes. And actually, we don't know what they're really feeling on the inside. It's all, in my thinking, lots of bullshit that doesn't make us happy. A hundred percent. And there's something, there's a really, really interesting quote that I always go back to. Comparison is the thief of your happiness. So if you compare yourself to somebody else or something or whatever, the grass is always greener or, you know, social media has become so dangerous in that, especially for our children as well. Harrison is the thief of our happiness. So I have learned to live in my world, but it takes some, it takes some sort of, you know, it it takes a little bit of effort, doesn't it? And, and hindsight's a wonderful thing. And growing older and, and maturing is also a complete gift. And that's, you know, that we don't want to grow old, but growing old gives us that wonderful sense of being and come to focus on what's important. I think there's also something quite interesting that you were saying there and completely agree. Like, you know, comparison is, is the killer of happiness, the killer of joy. And one of the lovely tricks that our mind plays on us is exactly that we are always comparing to ourselves and not to others and not only we are comparing but we're comparing beyond imagination so it's not like I step out of uh, you know my door and I look around the houses around here and I think oh my neighbor has a better house no I just go on Instagram and think Kim Kardashian has a better house and so that's what I'm comparing against which is completely stupid isn't it but I think you also said a little nugget that is quite interesting and is that wisdom, is that looking back? Because sometimes when we are going through, you know, painful moments or difficulties, we just want to get out of them. But actually, when we look back, is actually what made us stronger or better or is what caused the learning? I came across recently a book by Morgadat, Solving for Happiness. 
highly recommend people to read it and uh, also listen to a couple of, of podcasts that he's been in. And one of the things that he was sharing was that when people come to him, one of the things that he asked them is, okay, just take that moment in time that really caused you pain and let's apply this rule, the eraser, right? So you're going to remove that moment from your life. But in doing so, you're also going to remove everything that happened after that and every person that you met, supported you or came to be as a result of that situation. Would you still erase it? Would you still go ahead and remove that moment? And I would say almost unsurprisingly, pretty much 99.9% of the people would say, hell no, I'll keep it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, bumps in the road or curveballs, as we like to call them, you know, they do enable you to grow. They enable you to build resilience. And when you have that resilience, you have much more inner strength and you get to learn and you get to know yourself and you get to, again, I think it, it's not that you become more selfish. It's just because you know yourself. I have some things in my life that if I, I have boundaries, I don't even know what they are. I don't even know, but I have inner boundaries. I know that if I expose myself to certain people or certain events or certain thoughts, I go down a black tunnel and I don't want to go down that black tunnel. So I just, if I feel myself nudging to those boundaries, I pull myself right back in and I do something different. And that actually might be going for a run. It might be locking the door, closing the door, not looking at on the outside, taking my boys away and having, you know, some time out with them. I go back to my sort of core self and that is, yeah, it's just, that's it's my savior. It's my sort of, it's my life now, actually. Yeah, I wish we'd known all these things in our 20s, hey? Oh, wouldn't that be wonderful? <laughs> it would have stopped a lot of pain. <laughs> a lot of headaches. Yeah. <laughs> a lot oh, of recovery brilliant. of uh, big nights out. <laughs> yeah, wisdom is a good thing. But if we can all just slow down now, I think, and reflect more daily and have some silence in our day, I think it helps us to stop making not even making the same mistakes. I'm just thinking of moving away from our core values. I think we move more forward towards our core values if we give ourselves some silence in the day. Because I don't know about you, I've been doing this for a long time now and I still, if I get on that autopilot, move away from my core values and think, oh my gosh, all I've done is work all day or do this, this and this and I haven't had time to connect to my husband or my kids. And they they are my everything so I think that importance of slowing down and getting some silence and remembering what is really important to you. Yeah. And you know what, Flo, you're absolutely right. We are, but you know, the key thing there is, is that we are only human. And so although we can say we've got to make sure we don't nudge down, you know, or take ourselves down those dark holes or don't get down in a trap of working flat out and you don't prioritize you know, life does take over. And sometimes that's a good thing, you know, sometimes that is good because we learn from, don't we? You know, it's, it, it it's not, we're not bulletproof. We're not, life is not that sword and something might just happen tomorrow or the next day and you weren't prepared for it. So as long as you sort of, I don't know, it's, it's having, I think that's where having that balance as well. That's why I'm sort of, I, I guess I created this sort of whole wellness and balancing is because 
it's finding that balance. So you react better to the calls. So you sort of, you know, you have that, you have that sense of gravity, I guess. Um, and we, yeah, we do try our best, but it is sometimes hard. Mm. But I think that's, you know, that's exactly the, you know, you're hitting the head and nail is that balance. Because if we were to, I don't know, I'm going to make up examples, but if you were to party 24 seven, then you probably would end up hating partying. And if you were just to be on a cave on your own for 24 seven, then you probably would end up hating that cave. But if you did a little bit of partying and a little bit of caving, you might actually end up loving them both. And I think we just forget that. And that is one of the uh, big challenges of autopilot is that you just find yourself in that spinning wheel without finding or without being able to control any of it. And that's when things start spiraling out of control. That's when the overwhelm, the frustration, the grieving, anger, sadness, whatever you want to put in that blank space, show up. Again, what was coming for me when I was just hearing you talking, Katie, is that moment of awareness. That's the key. It's not so much the judging that comes after it, but it's the awareness is just realizing in a particular moment in time is like, oh, hang on a minute, this might not be right for me. And, you know, I wonder if you've got having or what it sounds like from having managed to strike that sort of balance, whether you had any tips that might help our audiences, like if you find a sign or if you start listening, then maybe you can do X, Y or Z. Everyone is different. And I think that's really important. Everyone is different and that's okay. So I think, you know, first of all, you know, comparison, we've got to take away this comparison. If you feel yourself, you know, getting FOMO or you feel yourself being a little bit green eye monster. uh, I think that is, is really, you know, maybe turn on social media and sort of, you know, start focusing on your, on yourself. But I think finding that balance, I think it's all about, understanding yourself really and trying just to take some time out for yourself and balance comes when you know okay I've been completely flat out I've been working overtime I can't you know I haven't left my desk it's working out okay will will the world stop if I don't take a lunch break or go for a walk or go for a run or or I don't know will my child never be a great person if I don't read them a bedtime story every single night of the week. It's, it's, you know, it's just understanding, okay, you can't be everything to everyone. Try and just work out what it is that's important to you and trust that, you know, trust it. And balance becomes a part of your life when when you're appreciating the things you have, appreciating the things that are really important and understanding that life isn't always going to be a bed of roses. You know, there are going to be. Work out what your triggers. If you, if you know that if you don't get good sleep, you're going to be really feeling spaced out and low mood the next day. Well, maybe prioritize your sleep three times a week. It doesn't have to be seven nights a week. It might be three times a week. Or if you have a big night out, or if you work too hard, or if you try and do everything for everyone, it's just taking a little step back. That would be, you know, that would be my advice really to people. 
And, you know, from my point of view, you know, eating the right food, we've talked about sleep, but also in incorporating some movement. And it doesn't have to be a, a massive high intensity throw hurl your body around the common style thing. It could just be a simple walk or sitting on a park bench and just you know looking looking at the wonderful world we live in but it's just taking some time out step back Mm. when you were saying that I was thinking about our emotions because we are human and we're emotional so actually yes all of our choices come from we don't realize our emotional well-being so if we're not in tune with what our emotions are telling us like we've been working too hard I feel a bit low well that is actually a signal that you need to change something but if you're not aware of those emotions you're not going to change it and let's face it a lot of us are brought up to get on with it and not to tune into our emotions so we don't know what we need which is the sad thing in the first place what would you say to that yeah, I think absolutely. You know, if gut reaction, emotional reaction. And I think I'm actually guilty of being maybe in the past reacting too emotionally. And therefore, I end up making mistakes that way. So I'm sort of, I think I'm the extreme the other way. Um, I think again, this comes back to what I was just saying before is just taking a moment to have a step back and trusting your instinct, trusting your inner feeling, trusting that if something, your your gut, the, the way you feel inside is so important. And, you know, going back to when I was in my 20s, I talked about before and I knew I wanted to get up every morning and go for a run. I I knew I didn't want to eat burgers for lunch and I want a healthy salad. I knew that was instinctively. I wasn't taught to do that. I just, that was who I was. And I think going forward, you know, just it's, it's, if that's how you feel, go with it. Don't pee, don't beat yourself up about it. Don't, you know, we, we, we are humans. We, we, we have feelings. We're not robots. We're not just suddenly, you know, computerized to react in certain ways. And I think like you said, Fleur, I think being able to express ourselves because of how we actually feel is so important. And I do think we're encouraged to do that more now. And, you know, certainly raising my children, I would definitely encourage them to communicate more, to tell me how they're feeling too. Because once, you know, if you know that you can work on it, you can make, can't you? But if, if, if those feelings are suppressed, that's, that's danger for me. Yeah, you were saying you used to react to your emotions, but for me, people that react to emotions is because they're suppressing them. We become like a volcano inside, don't we? Yeah. Then it's a reaction instead of, you know, like you said earlier, stepping back and responding. Yeah. It's embracing that emotional rainbow because I think that's the other thing that we as a society tend to do. There are emotions that are labeled as the positive emotions and emotions that are labeled as the negative ones. But the truth is that you need to feel them all because how do you know what you're happy if you haven't felt sad? How do you know that you're feeling thrilled if you're feeling, you know, completely down? Is that polarism that you need in order to know how are you feeling? And also like, you know, those more uncomfortable feelings I'm going to call them 
are probably what are going to lead a fire in you is how are you going to move from a situation, a person, a challenge, if you feel too comfortable in it. That's when you're starting to take action because those, again, I'm going to put the air quotes, the negative feelings are an indication of something not being right, if you wish. And that's how you learn from it. So if we try and rush through them or not even feel them at all, not only we become that volcano, as Flirt was saying, but then we are depriving ourselves of our much bigger learning and growth. So you're depriving yourself of that beautiful whole human being that you are mm, absolutely <laughs> Katie that's it's been an amazing chat and thank you so much for, for sharing so much with us I know a lot of people would be keen on reaching out and and you know finding out more or perhaps uh you know finding out ways in which they can work with you where can they find you oh that's really sweet I am um... Obviously, these days, there's a lot on social media. So Instagram, Katie Screen underscore wellness. And on there, I try and use it as a way of sort of sharing key nuggets of information, great recipes, tried and tested little solutions, top tips that will help people in lots of different ways. There's also my website, so katiescreen.com. And there's a way you can contact me directly from there as well. Perfect. And can you sum up, Katie, in one sentence, how you have made your life better? Oh, Craigie, I think, how have I made my self better? Well, I think this is basically what you were just saying. I have learned, so through having the sort of the ups and the downs, I have learned what what my trigger points are. That's what I've done. I've learned to understand what it is that will tip me over one way or the other way. And I know I don't want to feel that. I want to feel that. And so I now, I sit, I try as much as I possibly can to sit much more in the middle. And if I feel myself dipping, I just nudge myself back the other way. And that is how I, that's how I do it. I try to do it. It's beautiful. And I'm sure people are going to reach out to you and try and find out, you know, how you can help them. I went on your website yesterday. It's great. And, you know, it's full of useful things and information and recipes, like you said. So people do connect with Katie to her website. And thank you so much for our audience for joining us one more week. Thanks for showing us your love and appreciation. And please share this episode with anyone you think will enjoy it and leave a comment and subscribe and we will look forward to seeing next week and in the meantime stay well stay safe and stay inspired much love